Hi, my name's Clayton, and you're listening to the Isaiah 43 podcast, where we explore how God has formed us, redeemed us, and how He calls us today. Each week we will journey through Scripture to understand all that God has done, and what exactly His call is for our lives today. Welcome to week 52, an official full celebration of one successful year of this podcast. I'm humbled and truly blessed by the outpouring of support that all of you have given me this last year. I know that at times I've fumbled over my words, could have done a better job, or just made plenty of mistakes, and for that, I apologize. Yet I have to say that if God has done anything through this podcast, whether that means to bring you closer to Him, to share something you never knew much about, or simply to offer some comfort, then that is all to His glory. All the mistakes I take full credit and responsibility for, all the successes I give to the Lord. Now, I want to do something a bit different today. First, I have some announcements to share as a sign of our celebration today. Some of these announcements have been in the works for some time. Some of them are new, and some of them are still being worked on. Either way, we're going to try them out and see how they go. First, beginning on Wednesday, January 31st, we'll be launching a new series called The Imitators Series. You'll be able to find this series wherever you go to find the podcast episodes already. In this show, we will examine a great person of Christianity and examine their life, their faith, perhaps their theology, and how their lives can inspire us. When possible, we will use actual audio from these people that illustrate their faith. It will be a different kind of show than what we usually do here on the Isaiah 43 podcast. Yet I'm always inspired by people who show great faith and live it out as an inspiration for myself. So I hope that it will do the same for you. These episodes will be released once a month on the last Wednesday of every month. Second, as someone who's been in academia for some time now, I have to say that it bothers me when people do not share their sources for their research. It may not bother you, but for me, if I don't see some kind of citation, then I become a little weary of the research done. So, starting with each episode from now on, I will post the links and resources I used to research the episode within the description so you can check it out for yourself. I've already begun to do that to some extent, but now I want to make sure it is something that we do going forward. Third, in case you haven't noticed with this episode, the image episode will be different. That is because starting now, the Isaiah 43 podcast and the future series that we discussed just a moment ago will be a part of the Isaiah 43 ministries. It is the wider outreach efforts of this podcast. We are currently in the efforts of working on a website and other strategizing efforts where we will post our doctrinal statements, interesting articles, and more. While I can't say anything specifically or officially yet, I am excited for some of the people we are in talks with to get the gospel to more people around the world. Now, that may be all we have for our new announcements for this year. I hope and pray that through all these new and exciting endeavors, the Lord will be with us and lead us. I pray that he will reach as many people as he desires to, and that he will be glorified through it all. Now, what about today? I didn't want to give you just a bunch of announcements and say, be on the lookout for these, and then leave you with nothing else. So instead, let's turn back to our very first topic together, Isaiah 43. Again, just as we did in the very first episode, I want to focus specifically on verse 1. There's always something that we can learn and grow from, so let's see what God has in store for us today. But before we do that, we need to pray for God's guidance in this and all that we do, so let us pray. Father, 
we come before you today and we we thank you for your grace we thank you for your mercy lord did you have you've done mighty things in our lives and let us come to appreciate that in ways that we've not even begin to thought of lord you've blessed us with with opportunities and people and just all sorts of gifts lord that again we just don't deserve you are a good father and you bestow upon us gifts just like a good father does lord and you care for us in fact as we read your word lord we are reminded constantly that you have sent your son to die on our behalf because of how much you love us and how much you want us lord and i just pray that through today's episode and through every episode we do lord anyone who is listening wherever they may be will be drawn closer to you they will desire you lord and they will be reminded that they are no longer the way that they once lived because now you have redeemed them and now you have called them lord let us not run from that call let us heed that call and run straight into your loving arms lord god and if we feel distant from you lord please draw us near please pull us as close as you possibly can to you lord because we need you even when we we claim to follow you and we go our own way lord don't let us be like that but let us be those like children who know they need their father lord and let us be reminded of that today and in jesus name i pray amen now as i said we'll be studying isaiah 43 1 today before we begin let me set the background for you here Isaiah prophesied during a time when Israel was in disobedience. They had become like the people around them, prideful, selfish, hypocrites, greedy, and self-indulgent. They were more focused on their prosperity than they were on their faithfulness to God. There were times when they thought political alliances and figures could save their nation. Their religious beliefs meant nothing to them, not when they believed that they could have a strong political figure leading them to great, comfortable prosperity. It's because of this that God has allowed Israel to be plundered and attacked. He gave them over. Now, the previous chapters of the book of Isaiah have been discussing God's judgments on this faithless Israel and how they've turned away from God. God also pronounces judgment on these other faithless, idolatrous nations. But what he is most concerned about is the faith of Israel. They have lost their desire and hope for God's kingdom of love, righteousness and justice instead they are focused on their kingdom and these are the covenant people of god it is why he is so upset with them of all the peoples throughout the world these are the ones that god has specifically chosen and they have left him behind and forgotten him and so god pronounces judgment he tells them that they will be destroyed and they will be exiled from this land that he gave them however he doesn't just leave them without any hope God is merciful and loving. He is just, yes, but he is also merciful. He tells the people that he will save his people and they will be restored. Isaiah tells the people to renew their faith in God and not turn back to these ways again. Yet God goes a step further. He tells them there will be a Savior who comes. This Savior will bring justice and serve as a light to the Gentiles. He will take away the people's sins and establish a new and everlasting covenant. And ultimately, God will reward and vindicate this servant Savior. Yet before we can discuss that, I want us to read the text so we can see what's going on. So let us read Isaiah 43 verse 1 
from the English Standard Version or the ESV. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by your name. You are mine. Remember the previous chapters. Isaiah is telling the people that God has announced judgment on them. Isaiah is now given a different message to share with them. Yes, the Lord is going to judge you all, but you know what? Do not fear. The Lord God Almighty has already redeemed you and called you. You are his people that he formed and created. He tells the people that he will be with them through the hard times. And we see and learn that it is going to be challenging here. The Christian life is not an easy one. It is not one where you can do whatever you want and be rewarded for it. God has told the Israelites that when you do whatever you want and you reject him, then you will be judged. But if we turn from our wicked ways and pursue him, then he will be with us. Now, back in our first episode together, you will hear that I went over the five truths that we find here in verse 1. That God has created us. He has formed us. We should not be afraid, for he has redeemed us, and he calls us. So I won't dive into all those again for the sake of today's episode. Yet there is something that I want to note specifically. The fact that God has called us by name. Why? Why is that significant? It shows that God personally cares for his people. He's played a very active role in their redemption. He wasn't passive or just didn't care much about it and did it out of boredom. God personally sought after each and every one of us and called us by our name. It shows that God's personal care for us goes beyond anything that we have done in the past. Remember, the people of Israel had left God in the dust, so to speak. They were moving on to other things. Some of them even worshipped other idols. Yet God tells them that he calls them. He wants them despite anything that they have ever done. You know, so often you hear people say things like, I've done terrible things. If people ever knew about them, they wouldn't look at me the same. Or if people knew who I am, then they wouldn't love me. And this row that we find ourselves on is dark and lonely. As one commentator says, quote, Often we are made to believe that self-deprecation is a virtue called humility. But humility is in reality the opposite of self-deprecation. It is the grateful recognition that we are precious in God's sight and that we are all is all we are is a pure gift. To grow beyond self-rejection, we must have the courage to listen to the voice calling us God's beloved sons and daughters, and the determination always to live our lives according to this truth. End quote. We need to remember something when we read these verses and reflect on how God has called us and loved us. Yes, the Lord has redeemed us, and He does call us His. That does not now mean that we can turn around and do whatever we want. As illustrated by this quote, I just read we have to be determined to live our lives remembering that we are called to be faithful and obedient sons and daughters of God. It is beautiful that as this chapter of Isaiah closes, he tells the people that he and he alone has removed their sins and that we should remember him for it. Remembering this doesn't mean we say thanks and just go about our way. It means we must live every moment striving to live a life worthy of what Christ has done on our behalf. As Billy Graham once said, quote, This is glorious news, 
and it applies to all people everywhere, including you. Have you received God's gift of forgiveness? If you have, thank him for it. And if not, by faith, invite Christ into your life today. End quote. Now, before we wrap up today, there's one last point that I want to highlight here. Remember, we spoke about how the people of Israel were greedy, selfish, and prideful. Remember how they wanted a political leader and not faith? Does this not sound like the world we live in today? The Reformation Study Bible has a note on this. It says, quote, The prophet Isaiah also serves as an advocate for faith in the midst of a lost generation. He calls on the godly to seek the Lord, to hope for God's kingdom, to experience God's peace within, and to respond with faith to God's forthcoming new acts of redemption. In the end, the godly remnant will survive the judgment. In the meantime, the faithful must pursue righteousness in their own actions, even when they are surrounded by others who ignore the Lord's commandments. End quote. It is worth us remembering these words today. Isaiah's message of judgment and redemption for Israel is a message that connects with us today. We are called to be faithful to the Lord, even when the culture and society around us do not want us to be and do not obey in faith. When it would just be easier to give up and give in, Isaiah reminds us that God has formed us, created us, and he calls us his, which means we do not belong to this world or to the things of this world anymore. This should bring us hope and encouragement today, and I hope it does. And so, my dear friends, heed the call. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless.